Take me back to the place that feels like home To the people I can depend on To the faith that's in my bones Take me back to a preacher and a verse Where they've seen me at my worst To the love I had at first Oh, I wanna go to church Hey, Barb. Hey, Scooter Pop. <laughs> I look forward to each time what that's going to be. <laughs> All right, Barb, so uh, you cannot tell the Brown story without talking about the little local church in Muscadine, which is Beulah Baptist, yes. uh, you know, Missionary Baptist Church. And we are joined today by, I'm not going to spill their age, but uh, <laughs> I would imagine the longest active serving members that I know of at, at, at Beulah Baptist Church. And I'm joined by uh, Stephen Bentley and my aunt uh, Martha Brown. Uh, hello, Stephen. Hey, Wyatt. Hello, Aunt Martha. Hey, Wyatt. All right. So uh, I'm assuming y'all have listened to the a few episodes of the podcast anyway. Yeah, so I've y'all... listened to all of them. <laughs> so so uh, y'all, y'all know kind of how, how this works. And thank y'all for, for kind of doing this. You know, my, my ideas kind of don't happen unless people are willing to, to kind of participate. So I appreciate that. So here's what I'd like to do. Uh, the first thing I'd like for you to do is from talk about basically from Beulah from the beginning because it has had such an impact. And I know I'm going at it from the Brown family angle, but it's had an impact mm-hmm. in Muscadine for almost probably getting close to 100 years now, 80 to 100 years now is, is how long that has been here. So from the stories that y'all were told when y'all were young or when you first got here, how did Beulah end up in Muscadine, where we're at right now and all that kind of stuff? Well, my understanding is we actually began at this location in 1940. Okay. The old church had burned, and I'm not sure how long between the time that it burned and the time they started here was. But from the recollections that I have, they met under a brush arbor Hmm. that was on the far end of the cemetery. Okay. And they met there while this church was being built. Wow, I guess. And um, so that, then, and roughly the, while the church. While the old church was being Right, well, <laughs> yeah. right, while, yeah. while the original the church. That I the knew original church. Up, while the yeah. original church yeah. was I being guess. built. Yeah. And, and there was some, I think we talked about in Uncle Wentz's episode, that there was, a, there might have been a continuation from another church somewhere at one time or, or something, or, you know, something like that. that well, I've heard stories, and I'm, I don't have any confirmation on this, but I've heard stories that there was a church named Shiloh yeah. that was connected. And, so, yeah. and But I do know, and I'm not sure what year the Cleburne Baptist Association had their 100-year anniversary, right. but that's been a number of years ago. And we were one of the churches in the original in the of, original oh, wow. okay. association. Yeah. And uh, but I I I don't know any details right. on the Shiloh, but when the old church burned, I think it was across from what I understand it was across from Henry Thompson's house, which is right up here at the intersection of County Road Eight. Okay. I guess. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So so they, they build the what I'm going to call the old church, that's the one I kind of knew when I was a kid, kind of growing up, right? So they, they built that, uh, I know this sounds ridiculous, by hand, because everything's built by hand. Right. But uh, the church members built that church. Is that correct? That's, y'all, y'all... I, that's what I understand. Yeah, that's yeah. what, you know. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, that was pre-electricity. That's right, yeah. Too. So your earliest memories, uh, you know, Stephen, as a young kid going to Beulah every day, like what, what did it look like the inside of the church, or what was it kind of? Well, it, for for the for the era of the building, it was a nice, right, nicely furnished church right. with hardwood floors under the pews. Mm-hmm. There was carpet. Um you know, it had the old knotty pine paneling in it, which right. was the thing back then. Right. You know, and, and uh, of course, I guess the most vivid memory and a lot of people will have the memory is the the ceiling in the altar area. Kind of sad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but and of course, at that time, the Sunday school rooms had already been built. There was okay. no indoor plumbing. Right. Until. Probably nineteen sixty seven ish, 
Okay. Uh, what year did you start, Martha? 1971. Okay. 1971. Okay. Well, somewhere 67, 68, um, the bathrooms were Damn. added. Wow. So we thought we were, you know, yeah, you're in high, high cotton, cotton, as they say. Right? When, yeah. when you uh, say the Sunday school rooms, where yeah. were they at? Well, the original church, um, yeah. as it, when it was built, was strictly just the one room. Sanctuary, okay. yeah, and then the Sunday school rooms were added on behind the building. Right, there was a porch. If you were facing the church, there was a porch mm-hmm. on the left hand side, and um, back in the you know on the back side of the church, yeah. the Sunday school rooms were added. There was um, let's see, one, two. I guess there were four Sunday school rooms and like a little right. storage. Closet. Right, and uh, now I, I do yeah. remember uh, I, this may have been additions later, something like that. But what I remember this there was the sense rooms were behind, kind of where the choir and all it that was. Stuff. Yes. There, there, there was were a two door, doors, two do- doors yeah. leading yeah. into the and Sunday the, school. One of the greatest water fountains, for some reason I ever knew, was that back hallway back there. It was like the the coldest, and it would shoot it out, you know, pretty high. I don't know when that came in, but I, I was I was happy with indoor plumbing whenever <laughs> that was uh, that came in. But uh, and then the the benches that were in there, I wonder if they were the original ones, because the, the reason why I remember those, they had kind of the footrest on the back of the... Uh, they had like a one by four. Yeah, all the way across, across the, the bottom for a footrest. Right. And those, I would say those were probably the original, and those were probably built by the members of the church. Really? Because they were rough lumber. I mean, yeah. you know, it wasn't... They were finished out, but yeah. it was, you know, I would I would say those were built. And I do remember um, a project with the youth. I believe it was the youth. We built, and it wasn't, I wasn't a youth at the time, but the book holders were right. built. Was that before you or? Uh, I don't remember. I don't, but, but I remember the project where the book holders were built to put on the benches okay. to hold the songbooks. And that was by the youth? By the, the yeah, the, I'm pretty sure the youth well, did that. Awesome. It's been a few days ago. That's good. That's um, and some yeah. of those benches are still floating around. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, two of them can be seen at Vine and Branches. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, they got two of those. They have yeah. two of the benches. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That is pretty neat. So uh, one of the things that uh, you know that is neat about Bill and me is the is the Brown connection. But there's been you know what I would say I always joked and said if you want to know about the you know, Beulah, it's the Browns, Bentleys, and Bales uh, of Muscadine. And I I thought those were the bees, but there were some other fam Thompsons. Right, the, there were three right. three different sets of Thompsons. So as far as you remember, are those kind of the family? I mean, I know there's been others at time, but they those were, were the families. They, that kind were, of they were the core base yeah. of Beulah when I was a child. I guess. Because uh, they pretty much lived in the block. Right. right. And yeah. then the uh, Robinsons, Rob Robinson's family was part of it. But Rob's wife um, was Edgar Bale's sister. So okay. there the was still a connection. Right. Of course, Rob pastored the church more than once. Right. And his son and his son's father-in-law. And, and uh, But that, that, was, that goes back to my understanding if... if I know it's a little bit before y'all's your, y'all's time, but my grandfather was the first pastor of where of the church where it is now, and when they built the church and all that kind of stuff. Is that your understanding too? I think so. Okay. I, that that's a little cloudy for me. Okay, but, I got you. Well that would have been my time. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. and that would have been you know that would have been well before right. my time. <laughs> yeah, you know, just from what the the recollection. I think that's kind of the. Uh, in another episode, I think that's kind of. Weird. It's not a trophy for the winners. It's a shelter for the sinners, and it's right where I belong. WBLH Bueller News Alert. We have received information that Pat McElroy has found five men in her home. She called and said she would like someone to come get three and leave the other two. We'll have more information on this as it becomes available. Hey, this is Vicki Weathers. David and I joined Beulah back in 2012. From the moment we walked in the door the very first time, it was as if the Holy Spirit was saying, you're home, and it's been our home ever since then. We love it. This is Gail Brown. 
Tim and I began attending Beulah around the end of 2009. At the time, we were looking for a church where we could serve and where we'd be fed, and we found that church in Beulah. I was particularly fond of the pastor. I call him Dad. We just loved the people there. The ones that were not kin to have become like family to us. I can't imagine going anywhere else. Hey guys, it's Barbara Brown, and you may know me from the podcast, but I wanted to let you know that my husband, Witt, and my four children and I have been members at Beulah since 2009. In that time, we've had opportunities to grow and serve and love God. We're very blessed to call Beulah home. We're very blessed to have a church that we attend regularly. If you attend a church regularly, I pray that you find a way to serve and love those around you. Church is often about serving the servers, and it has been a wonderful, wonderful experience to grow, to love, and to laugh with the members of Beulah. And if you don't have a church, guys, you're always welcome at ours. So as, as, uh, and your, you've gone to any other church other than Beulah, Steve? This is my only church. It's the only church you've been in. And so your memories of Beulah would have started in the... In 1960, well, in 1962 was when I was born. Okay, I got you. So 60s, you might, your memories... So my memories is from the 60s. Awesome. And then, and Martha, you came in right at 70... Uh, yeah, Jean uh, Autry and I got married in August of 1969. Okay. Lived in Houston for a year. Right. We came back and um, we visited a few uh -huh. churches right. in the area and then we settled on Beulah. Right. And that would have been probably uh, the fall of, of 71. Okay. Um, Might have been, yeah. But, right. And, and there have been, uh, here, here are some of the things that I remember, and maybe y'all could give me a little uh, a background on it, how they got started or what you remember about them or why the church did them. But I was not a member of Beulah, but I, you know, every time I'd visit Granny or whatever, I'd come on Sunday mornings. Uh, so I remember the big, probably very common back in those days, the dinner on the grounds type stuff. And That's the, big the third picnic. Sunday in April. Yeah. <laughs> As a child, that was my most, oh, uh, Long expected day because right. I couldn't wait for the lunch on the yeah. table. <laughs> yeah, and there's a big concrete block table in the back they had back there. Right. Uh, and they, I still, I don't, it's not there anymore, I don't think, but they still had outhouse. You, you could see where the outhouses were for a long time, even after. Well, it, they're still, you could, they're still in across the fence. There's okay. One here and then on the left side, and then there's one. To the right. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, the men's was on the left, the ladies right. was on the right. And that was that was the fellowship hall at the time. <laughs> was that, con that concrete block table? I, I remember those. And so, um, you know, just kind of talking about the the how Beulah has served the community for years and years. But the other thing that we've talked about many times was the old Beulah's barbecue that they had. Now, do you know roughly? You don't have to have it exactly here. When did that start, or when would that have started? That would have been probably. Around seventy seven, maybe. Yeah. Seventy seven, seventy yeah. eight. And it was for the community. It was just kind it, of a, a it community was a, thing. It was. It was just a strictly big day. It was on a Saturday. Right. Mm -hmm. The Saturday yeah. before Labor Day. Labor Day. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And uh, everything was free. Yeah. Barbecue. But, you know. Yeah, I used to have. Would y'all get singers or a, a group? Yeah, to come when it initially started. And, and maybe even through till it stopped, but we would have a, a group come yeah. and they would set up on the little side porch that I talked about right. uh, and sing and people from all around the community would come. <laughs> the first year they, uh, they cooked the, the pig over an open fire with the rotator <laughs> yeah. and, wow. and it didn't do quite no well. yeah it kind of gets a little soft to hang on that pole. I would it, imagine. It, yeah. Well, it just didn't get completely done. Gotcha. Okay. And, uh, then they talked with Mr. Farrington yes. at the county extension office okay. about a better way to do it, and that's when the pit, pit started. Okay. I got you. That was the second year. I'm, I'm very familiar with cooking in a pit I now. I still yeah. say, if they've listened to other episodes, yeah. that's it, how the idea of uh, the pit. Of the I pit guess it's just to be able to cook a massive amount of meat in a, in a you know small time. Well, and not the having, first, not having the a big first couple of years or so, it was just an open Doug Pitt, but yeah. then later 
they bricked around the walls right. and I believe concreted the floor. On okay. Too. Well, yeah, not everybody had you know these big massive cookers that you see now that you know, back in, in that time like stuff. So that mm-hmm. that's one of my earliest memories of coming. That was a big day. I mean, there was a crowd. I remember when I, even in the eighties when I would come to that. Yeah. Another ministry that I that I remember different than the one I was used to at the church that I grew up in was the VBS was. I know this was probably common, but Beulah held on to this a little longer than I remember other churches. Is the VBS during the day? Uh, did was that the way Beulah had always done that you remembered when there was vacation Bible schools in the summer? In my entire life, it was always a, a day school. Yeah, I don't think Until. that if you talk to other people who have in other churches at that time, I don't think night Bible schools was a thing. Yeah, I think it was day Bible schools. Right, um, and like. His mother, Martha, uh, she always took her vacation time mm-hmm. for that vacation for that, for that right. vacation Bible Martha, school. Martha, my mom, Martha, and then Martha Brown and Murtis Brown right. and Hazel Bell. Yep, Miss mm-hmm. Hazel. And yep. um, I, I guess so more women others. were mm-hmm. were off. You know, they were stay at home moms at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, but it just seemed to me like even in the eighties, other churches had already gone to the nighttime thing. I was still coming a lot of times yeah. with the day uh, VBS at, at Beulah. Yeah, I can remember Murtis, and this just came to my mind because I saw. I think they call them memes. Yes. On uh, Facebook, she would drive around and pick up kids right. in the back of her pickup yeah. truck. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, and drive to VBS. Yes. Yeah. I have all this pasture land and doggone it, still no broom sage. Oh. Has this happened to you? Tired of having all that land and no broom sage growing on it? Mm-hmm. Well, the solution is just a phone call away. Cotton Brown, president of the Sage Growers of America, has proven over and over the correct ways of cultivating sage, and he is now ready to share his secrets with the world. What? Can't believe it is true? No way. Well, believe it. Need to know the right pH balance? It's all in his book and audio tapes. And if you call now, he's offered the first 100 callers free samples of his world-famous sage bushes from his very own farms. Wow. Call 1-800-BROOMSAGE today for your copy of his book, Cotton Sage. Now, supplies will only be around as long as there is broom sage around. Broom sage is a registered trademark of Sage Growers of America. The opinions in this book no way reflects the opinions of Sage Growers of America. Please, no CODs. Uh, where I, what I'd like to go to now, if y'all can, is as with any other family or any other church, there's been good years and lean years and, and challenges that those churches face. So, uh, biggest challenges that you can kind of remember, uh, you know, that, that Beulah has faced kind of as it, as it served this community for the past 80 years. One, one in particular that I, that I know when they built the new church that we're in right now uh, and, and the, the paying the money and all that kind of stuff, what, what was that process like of, okay, it's time to get, this old church has had it, we need to move it in their church. What, what turned that into a thing like that we need to start doing that now or whatever like that? Do you remember those conversations? Well, we had decided as a congregation at some years back that right. we – would need to build. Right. So we had started. Was that the uh, late 80s that conversation would have started or mm, early 90s? Or before no, it would, have been, it would have been in the earlier 80s. Because okay. we, built the, we built the church in the um, middle 90s. Right. right. We, our first service in the new church was on Father's Day of 95. Okay. And so we had been, we designated our first Sunday offering as our building fund gotcha. offering. Right. And whatever, I mean, there was no... You know, it just went into it. Right. it. Just that offering just went into the building fund, right. and so by the time we decided to build the new church, we had we had around one hundred and twenty thousand okay. dollars. And I will say too that um, for a small church, so that's that's a well, it, it in was the 80s and, and 90s. That's, and that's a lot of money. If if I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, my uncle Marlin had given. We may have, he had given a donation to the church, and I think that was when the building fund for the new church was established. Okay. And and it just grew from there. Right. And, you know, he would con- contribute on an annual basis or whatever, and, and then other people would too. We, right. you know, other people would. And, and then, as Martha said, our, our first Sunday offerings was that was the building fund. Okay. 
Sunday offering. And it would have been nice to have the money saved right. to say, all right, we've got enough done, to right. build the project. But as we know, when you build, that was never going to happen. Right, yeah. And so we had to come to a decision yeah. that we've got to take this $120,000. And if we're going to build, we've got, we need to start the project, but we are going to have to borrow some money right, yeah. to do it. Right. And if we don't, if we keep trying to we'll save, done, yeah. we'll never have right. a new Well, and, and kind of in, in light of Brad's message this morning, right. too, um, and in the last couple of Sundays, you know, I headed the building committee. Okay. And I actually took our building committee to a church that was a new structure that we could have built and went in debt-free. Right. And would have served our purpose well, right. but it wasn't. It wasn't what the general church wanted. Oh, I guess yeah. you know. So it, it's that's right. It, that was one of those things where it's not my way or your way. Well, it was best a, way we it was together. what the yeah. what the right. general consensus was. Well, I was just to kind of go back just a little bit. I'm, I'm going to describe as an outsider, as a kid who would visit you often. You could see the need for a new church, you know, back at the time. So, mm-hmm. like the when you'd walk in, uh, you know, uh, did AC or you know? Well, originally there was no AC. Right. There were there were gas space heaters. Right. For the winter and uh, windows were the AC in the summer. The, that's much. right. And those old funeral home that's fans. Right. Now, they did uh, put ceiling fans in at one time. They did. They? Those came later. Right. Yeah. But it was kind of funny too with the with the church, um, there the, the church had double front doors, right? And so you literally could come in one Sunday, and the left door might be a little higher than the right door. <laughs> yeah. The next Sunday it might be opposite. That's right. Yeah. You know, or they might be even. I mean, it it wasn't. Terrible, but I right. mean, there was a shift in the building. Well, the the, the building codes were not the same back in the, in the 40s as they, as they no. were earlier. And then even like things you just don't think about, to me, I always joke the sound system in that time at that old church was a like a tape player that was in the organ. You know, it in was, the and that was, it so, you was. Know, people would bring their tapes and put mm-hmm. them in the organ they, they and hit play. Right. Yeah, that was the oh. speaker that would come out of. And, <laughs> you know, that, that was kind of the the that church. And it, it added to the charm of it, honestly, mm-hmm. for me. But the needs of the church and the community had grown past what right. that what that building could. Was it structurally still sound? Or do you remember or anything like that? that it you know? really wasn't. Right. I mean, didn't when they decided to... They went into the. They the found something. And yeah, things were turned thing. loose. Yes. Right. Yeah. They had like a tin roof on it. You know, it wasn't yeah. a shingled roof. Right. It was a tin roof. Yeah. And it wasn't this metal that you see now. It right. was literally corrugated tin. tin. Right. You know, but I mean, service purpose. It, it did, yeah, and yeah, and, right. and uh, well, I'm sure. I mean, if you were raised in that church and raised in that building, there's. That's your childhood. That's your family's legs. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there is some uh, you know, emotions we tie into this. Right. Thing. Well, and, and going too back to the Sunday school rooms, you know, the the ladies of the church uh, all cooked and took lunches to the plants around Tallapoosa really? and sold plates to make money to build the Sunday school room. Really? And then my understanding is too, a lot of the ladies were out there nailing nails and, right. and working to, to, uh, to build it too. Cause I mean, you know, they, they had a lot of them had large families, right. but you know, I, congregation wise, I don't really know the size. That, that's one reason why I mean, this whole podcast, but specifically this episode there, there was a, I heard a preacher say this one time that he he had bought a house and they'd already had some pecan trees up there. And during the fall, when he was able to start, he just was out there. It was crisp air. And he was able to pop some pecan shells, you know, and start eating the pecans. And he, it hit him that how much he was benefiting from something he had no, mm-hmm. nothing to do with at all. That somebody had planted these things, mm-hmm. may not even enjoy the pecans ever after planted. And to me, that's what we at Beulah now are, are enjoying is the things that y'all dealt with. You know, the made, benefits of, of things we never had to right. you know, think about. And, this whole that's that's kind of one reason why I wanted to kind of do a, a, a you know this this episode in particular, 
so all right so we're y'all find the need for the new church and, and y'all move in in, in 95 uh, how many members are not members maybe but active attendees do you say with the church would have around that time well around that time we were averaging 50 to 60 i would, I would think imagine. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. is that was that a common number through all these years that you've been here or? it's been up and down yeah it's it, you know <laughs> we've we've Come and gone, right? You know, that's right. With, yeah. with, with families, As with any coming, church, does. any yeah. church, right. right? But, but I mean, we have, and and you know, uh, well, and as common knowledge, you know, the when Bill came, the who was a pastor prior to who we have now, right. the first Sunday that they were here, we had twelve in Sunday school, right? And I think maybe twenty four in church, right? And you know, and that that was has, the way it was for the past probably the previous two or three years before it then, has been it had not seen any growth right. in, in a number of years so let, let's talk about that time so we're probably talking about early 2000s up into about 2008 9 somewhere mm-hmm. around there so as far as attendance wise would that have been some of the leaner years that you had seen uh roughly around that time yeah i think so so probably. worries uh, I mean, y'all had a, y'all had a bank note, right? I mean, we did. Church, we yeah. did. Well, and and that's a, that's the thing, you know. If my memory serves correctly, I think the church cost the building cost us around two hundred and fifty, two hundred sixty thousand right. to build, and our mortgage was sixty thousand dollars. Okay. So I I think that was yeah excellent, no doubt. you know, yeah. because after yeah. we started building more money started coming in. Right. And, and, you know, of course, you'll look and you'll notice there's no plates with people's names That's on the right. benches. Yeah. That yeah. was intentional. Yeah. Um, but um, as we started, because people would donate money for the benches or right. for different things. So, you know, we, we did have the mortgage for $60,000. Hmm. And like, as, as y'all were, you know, hitting those early 2000s, uh, y'all were probably two of the only ones left. Well, a that... lot of the people who were were very much in favor of building the church right. and were active attend attendants right. left. Left. I yeah. mean, and they did for leave. different reasons and things. For, right. Yeah, they, right. Family. You know, a lot whatever. of them just right. quick on church. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, just as as it happened. Right. But but so many people left. Right. And. and um, there were three names on the mortgage, yeah. and mine was one of them. Yeah. And after, at a certain point, I was pretty much the only one left right. that mm. that was at least working or able. You know, that, that, that's one of those times where the prayer life starts <laughs> getting a little more. <laughs> it does, but, but you yeah. know, and I and and I've made this statement many times because after, and I hate to keep saying after Bill came, but right. after Bill came, yeah. The church started progressively right. growing and doing better, and money became much more plentiful. Right. Yeah. And of course, we paid the note off as well. But but I, I jokingly and seriously said, when we didn't have any money in the bank, I didn't worry as much as about it until <laughs> yeah, we, that's right, when we yeah. started getting money if the bank account started dropping below right. ten thousand dollars i was like we don't need to <laughs> I know. and that was uh, a lot before you think and before yeah. we struggled to even have enough money to pay the mortgage that's right yeah and and pay the pastor. power power bill and pastor and all that <laughs> right. stuff. right yeah yeah because the power bill was a we we went to a, an extremely large power bill from what we had yes. been accustomed yes. to yeah. so. that's right so, uh, so let, let's talk a little bit about that. And, and so, I, I, me and Barbara, what year we moved? Must oh eight. Oh eight. Yeah, yeah. It was June of oh eight. So we we probably had the same story at Martha. No, it was June of oh seven, wasn't it? No, it was June of eight. Yeah. You're right. But I think we had kind of same story. We visited other churches, yeah. but then Beulah was one of those where you could wake up and and drive down the road, you know, and and be there. Yeah. And, and I really I tell yeah. people a lot of people I can't imagine because it's one mile from my house to yeah. the church. I said I can't imagine having to go. 30 like minutes some somewhere. some people do, they drive yeah. a lot farther. I, so. Yeah, I think honestly, too, though, it was uh, being in Aunt Pat's house and being a part of the Browns there that made me kind of realize we need to invest where we are. Yeah, that's and true. And if this is where we are, we need to grow it. Yeah, yeah that that's makes right. Any yeah. Sense. And, and, some, and some of the churches that I referenced that we visited were 
when I think back on it, were churches that Mr. Brown, SP, right. pastor. Okay, I got And you. so right. that, that's kind A of where we, we visited uh, before okay. deciding to come here. We, we had gone to... Uh, Funny, you know, my, I traveled around with Dad because he was a music director and preacher all his years. But uh, he had he had been a music director at Midway at that time, Macedonia in Villarica Carrollton area. And when he he left, and and uh, that area has just exploded, and Midway just exploded as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So me and Barbara kind of I grew from that church being about 120, you know, attendee church to like a thousand, <laughs> you know, within those 10 15 years that I went there. And so I was used to kind of that that kind of church. And so when me and Barbara moved out here, you know, I loved Beulah, I loved the people, but it was mm-hmm. a culture shock for me <laughs> yeah. to to come from where I did to you know to kind of come here. Uh, but it's funny. I think it's probably been the similar in Beulah's history. Is a lot of times you'll have some some people with young families who come and they raise their kids here, mm-hmm. and the kids get older and they leave, and then it kind of goes to that little mm-hmm. wave. And it has I've seen about. many yeah. waves of that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So like when when I let you know said so y'all hear me talk time but like what when we made our decisions that we were going to come to Beulah what do you think was the reason was it the just investment in in where we lived is that kind of where it was well I mean, for me I think that was that was part of it yeah. I really think that was a big part of it but also too what, you get to a point in your church life where you realize it is not about you getting things out of church is it about you it's about you putting things into a right, church yeah. and so beulah was a perfect place to, yeah. to put stuff in if yeah. any local church needed input beulah did yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. just because the 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 original congregation was getting older and going away that's and, right yeah. and you have to have new life That's to come right. in and feed. And it, it's amazing kind of how God works because at, this, at that time when me and Barbara moved around here, I think Owen and Carrie had just kind of started coming back. Yeah, and uh, they had been back before we came. That's yes, right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think Nikki came a little bit because you had invited her, mm-hmm. Martha. And so Stacey, Nikki, and there's all these Colin and Terry had moved back. And then shortly after I came back, I, I invited Ken and Shana to come. And uh, it was almost like five to ten new families Mm-hmm. You know, it, you could say accidentally, but I don't really kind of believe in accidents mm-hmm. a whole lot. But we all just kind of converged here at Beulah. And uh, really from for the past, you know, Dad came in around 09, somewhere in there as a pastor, I believe. And there was really kind of a sweet little time there of young families. And, and probably we were averaging same school, probably around 80 at one time. For Beulah, that was yeah, a it was it was size. a high number, close to 80. And, and, and some Sundays for worship would be, you know, Closer to a hundred or more. Right, that's right. Yeah, uh, and there were certain days uh, like promotions. Dad would do to where like he would shave his head or something, mm-hmm. and then he shaved it. And he never let it grow back. <laughs> he just keep shaving it from that moment on. I, I think. But, I think uh, he's letting it grow out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I've uh, as like Barbara said, at Midway, such a good church, and and I yeah. Todd Wright over there is a is a friend and I, uh, you know kind of a mentor for me over the years, but. Uh, it got to be where Beulah, I could I could serve, and if there was a need mm-hmm. that I could serve, and I've grown more than anybody. Well, I've, I've always heard too, and and it, and it is true. The farther away you are from your church, the less ability you have to serve that mm-hmm. church. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it makes yeah. sense just time wise. It does. Right. All right. So, uh, well, I just. Talking about the growth and the young families and all, right. and they may still ask this. I, I don't think they do, but Stephen has always done the uh, report, annual report for the Cleveland Baptist Association. And uh, back then, they asked you to break down your congregation into like, how many is this age and this right. age? And they don't I, do that anymore. No, but, but, but <laughs> I, I can remember the the one the one year, and he he said something like, "Our population for I don't know if it was sixty five and over. How it was anyway. I'm gonna say sixty five and over was like ten people." I said, "What? That cannot be right. You know, we've got to have more right, yeah. than ten people over sixty five. But it was correct, yeah. and." And even today, um, even today, it it's not 
too much right. different Child different than that. Yeah. We still are blessed right. with young young couples. I think y'all call them millennials. <laughs> I'm not sure, but younger yeah. couples yeah. with their well, children. What's funny is I've been here. Me and Barb have been here so long now that we've gone from a young family to our kids are now starting yeah. to leave the the house. Yeah. You know. Well, and that's. Uh, I was talking with a neighbor a few years ago when Albert Arnold, which was right. a, is a well-known name around yes, you. Yes, a legend. Uh, yeah. But I was talking to Wayne Pike, who is our neighbor and a former pastor here, and, and we were talking, and it kind of hit home. It's like, now I'm in the group of the older people right, in the right. community, yeah, you know, and, right. and it feels like... I should still be mm-hmm. in the younger. Days, yeah, but I'm not. Uh, well, you know, it's it's getting back like a, a name like Albert, and it kind of shows you what Beulah to me has become, and, and some of the service because we're, you know, if you want to hear the greatest music or preaching, you can go to YouTube and, and hear all that kind of stuff. But this is kind of the church in action to me is always kind of stuck in my head. Albert passed away in two thousand like twelve or seventeen. It was later than. I, I don't know. I think it was 2006. Let's say five years ago, somewhere around there. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, didn't have a whole lot of family around and stuff like that. And we all kind of accidentally meet up at the hospital room where, Mm -hmm. you know, he doesn't have much time left. Right. And it's just, you know, beautiful church family, kind of loving on one of our own, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of that moment. And a funny story about Albert and about Albert and the new church. Albert did not. Right. Did not want a new church here. Really? He, he said, no, we don't need it. We don't need it. Yeah. You know, and I, and I told him I t- one day we were talking, I said, Albert, because he and I could talk to each other yeah. and voice our opinions. Right. And, up, and yeah. we weren't mad at each other, you know. Uh, but, but it was funny because, and I told him, I said, Albert, you know, I said, things do have to change. And I said, we keep these memories in our heart. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's what we have to do because we can't always keep things just like they are. Right. And after we got, I mean, he, you know, he never, he never raised a, right. a stink or nothing about it. What? And, uh, and he loved coming to the new church. Mm. Well, the, the, uh, he's going to back some, you know, we go back and forth the story. So when me and Bart first came here, uh, this was the, the service was, I right, choir, y'all come on up, you know, and, and, and people would come up from the sanctuary and they'd go sit in, in the choir loft. Well, then you'd have about 15 people singing to about three people right. you know, sitting in the audience there. And so I think Aunt Pat was leading a little bit of the songs and stuff. And so I, I just happened to go. Rita. Rita yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah. I just happened to go. I said, Aunt Pat, you know, how about this song? And it was one I'd listened to, more a little bit more recent and all that kind of stuff. And the next thing I know, I'm leading music for like 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> you, in a in a in a small church like this, you don't you don't speak unless you're yeah, going to serve. You're going to serve. That's correct, and that you know that that, that kind of led to that. Well, and that's been kind of the thing with Martha and I, you mm-hmm. know, with over the years, because with your consistency of people. We've been the consistency, yeah, yes. and, really and yes. I, I wouldn't trade it for right. the world. Yeah, I mean, this is this is my church. Yes, right. Yeah. And it's it feels like my church. That's right. It don't feel like I'm going to a church. This is this yeah. is me, when, and I wouldn't trade that. When you get that. When you get that in church, I mean, it's, it's more like a, a family that if it you is. don't see them on a Sunday, a particular person, yeah. you're like, where are where they? Are they? Yeah, yeah. Where, are they okay? Contagious. Well, and I yeah. do on Sunday morning when I'm counting heads, I'm thinking, okay, well, so-and-so's not here. This person's yeah. not here. I'm kind of counting and yeah. looking at the ones that aren't here. That's and, right, yeah. And we miss them when they're not that's here. That's right. Yes. And when and when you go to a bigger church, you don't you're, you disappear. You're a number. You really that's, do. That's it, that's it Whit. It really you is, disappear. Yeah. It's almost like... This is my opinion that, well, if I'm not there, who's going to miss me? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I'm not there, it doesn't matter because I don't have to do anything. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yes. know? And, yes. it, and nothing, I mean, it's it's different. The, the Like I said, culture is different and technology is different. And so, you know, I know the, the mega church and things can offer a lot. And that's, and that's all well and good. I just, for me... I knew, and for Barbara, we we were just going, we were getting served. We were enjoying a wonderful message and some unbelievable music and stuff over the years. 
for us, we weren't serving mm-hmm. in any way. And then, you know, there, this didn't feel there was a, a place for us. Right. And then you, you come to a place like this where there's all sorts of needs that, that mm-hmm. people can right. feel and all. The most accurate and dependable weather forecast in the nation, WBLH's finest, meteorologist Albert. Well, the sun's out, so it's not raining. Cows are laying down, so sometimes that means rain is coming. I had to open the window last night, so it's still hot. Back to you. Today's weather is brought to you by Penny with Pine Tops, painting contractors. Our finishes never look so good. Seriously, never. Conrad's garlic flavored spicy pickled eggs. They're not just for breakfast anymore. Harbor Lovers Delight Popsicles. The popsicle without a stick. And JM Salvage Inflatable Bulls. With plenty of patience and patches, you'll save yourself pennies. Hello, my name is Stacy Gilbert, and I've been a member of Beulah Baptist Church for 13 years. I'm also the CEO and co-founder of WBLH, Beulah Baptist FM. My role at WBLH includes, but is not limited to, DJ, outside sales, inside sales, facility and grounds maintenance, custodial services, and making coffee. It is disappointing to hear recent comments of WBLH being a fake radio station. We've been on the air for 13 years, although I just found out that the broadcast transmitter wasn't working. I have noticed that the revenues were non-existent, but that's never stopped us before. We've had some amazing shows with great guests. Too bad no one heard it. I did find out the problem with the broadcast transmitter. Someone put sugar in the gas tank of the generator that powers the transmitter. I've got Sammy down there now welding the lid on the gas tank. Problem solved. So to all of our valuable listeners, stay close to the radio. Don't touch that dial. This concludes the voice of inspiration. So to kind of end this and kind of, you know, as going forward, Brad McVeigh's been the pastor here actually almost for five, almost for November five November will be five oh, years and it doesn't seem like Unbelievable, it. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Right. And the people that, you know, y'all have seen over the years, y'all have seen come, come and go. And, and there's been, you can probably say a thousand people, if not more over the years that, that have come through uh, the doors of Bill. But to kind of finish the, the podcast, um, I, you know, one, I'll, I'll brag on y'all too because I've said it before. I don't know if Beulah's here, you know, right now. If, if y'all weren't here to kind of be that consistent force in y'all's families through, through the years, but what has Beulah kind of meant to you over the years? Uh, what do you hope that, that you see it, you know, even 15, 20 years from now? Uh, you know, what, what do you hope that it, it continues to do or, or you know, uh, continues to be going forward? Do y'all have any, any kind of stuff like that? Well, it's been my church home since 1971, and that's a long time. I've never... (laughs) Any uh, any inkling about leaving? No. Never? No. I've never, never thought about leaving uh, through the the lean times and, you know, through the good times. I never never thought about leaving because... um, I think as as the saying kind of goes, you know, you think, you look out there and you think something's right. better. Grass is greener. The grass somewhere. is greener. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you get out there, it's really not any greener right. and it might be a little drier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it might you, be a little drier. You, you, got, uh, you have to, it's like a marriage. You have to make it work. Right. Yes. And you stay through the good and the bad, the pretty and the ugly. And it's the same way with the church. Everything hasn't always gone the way I want it to go. But it's not about me. It's all about God. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing, I mean, it has a lot to do with us, but we have to make it work. Mm -hmm. If you don't like the pastor, if you don't like the piano player, if you don't like the Sunday school teacher. The music. The music, yeah. you still, I, I can remember a person at one time didn't like it when we started tr- kind of transitioning away from the hymn book right. to more praise and worship. Praise and worship. Yeah. But before long, that person was requesting a lot of songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so you have, you anything you do 
home, work, school, mm-hmm. church. You have to make it work, right. and you have to be there. And, I mean, I couldn't. I just can't imagine not being right. at Beulah. Of course, I had a person tell me one time when I I invited them to come back, and and they said, "Well, Stephen, me leaving my church that they were currently at." Would be like you leaving Beulah. Of course, now they're here. <laughs> but 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 you just don't. I mean, you right. you you make things. It, life is what you make of it. Right, yeah. And if if you if you just duck and run every time some little something comes up, you're going to run out of places to run to. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know. And you know that that's the thing to me. Uh, because of, of those commitments that, that, you know, first of all, God's made to Beulah and it has, it has been a small little light in the little, little dot of the, of the earth here in Muscadine, Alabama for 80 years, you know, a long time. And, uh, for some reason, I, you know, I don't, I don't really believe in just coincidence for some reason, God just keeps every so often bringing a new little wave of people here to Beulah mm-hmm. to kind of keep serving mm-hmm. that, that community as it, it goes Well, forward, I right? thought a while ago when we were talking, um, uh, Brad kind of has brought to Beulah what a lot of the old pastors brought mm-hmm. a house full of kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Because some of the waves like with, with, with preacher Walker, when he was here, he yeah. had a, a bunch of kids and, right. and Rob Robinson had, you know, a bunch of kids and different, different ones of the old, That's right. older group had large families yeah. like some people do now. But they brought their kids, and their kids grew up, and you know. But uh, and, and people, yeah. you don't realize at the time. But like I, I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, almost 35 years later, talking about uh, daytime VBSs that women volunteered their time to put on, mm-hmm. and how it affected me. Mm-hmm. You know, and in the Sunday school classrooms, like you said, I, I remember my grandmother when I would when I would visit in the, in the summers. Granny would. Uh, you, when you went to church, you had to give something. That, mm-hmm. that was Granny's. Now Granny had nothing to give, right. but uh, we we had a quarter in our hand, and, and mm-hmm. when you walked in the door, you had to give that quarter. That's right. You gave something when you came to church. Was and if you forgot to give it, you gave it to the next. Time. Yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll tell you a little funny thing too. That what what you don't know, and this just kind of popped into my mind. But Granny Brown always sat on the right hand side on the second pew. Yep. Oh wow! That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 grandmother, Miss Brown, yeah, uh, Eula Bell, yeah, uh, Nettie Thompson, Ada Thompson, they all that was kind of their area, right? And yeah. and now my granny wouldn't tell you to get up. She'd tell you to slide down. <laughs> That's it. Well, you always want to be in the right, mm-hmm. and you want to be as close to the feet of the teaching of the Lord. As That's, you right. That's right. That's right. I, I don't know what made us other than there was an MPP yeah, and an we MPP. had a lot of kids at the time. That yeah. never had crossed my mind. Yeah, that was so funny. Just now, you talking right. about Granny Brown, and y'all are, y'all are right. filling her pew. That's, That's so right. funny. That's right. well, mm-hmm. I, you got anything else? Yeah, I actually, yeah, what Martha was talking about, you know, you think the grass is greener. I think that was one of the major lessons that Beulah has taught us or has taught me personally is that um, the grass is going to be greener where you water it. You've got to water the grass. That's right. You've That's got to right. be the one that waters That's the grass right. sometimes. And so for a church to have um, the ability to serve a community, for for me, Beulah does a good job of that, and it fulfills the need of not only us to serve, but it fulfills the need of others. We would love to have others come in and serve, right. of course. And we, you know, we've got decisions to make about where to go and what to do with things. But honestly, isn't it neat to be part of something and and just to see what happens? It just is. to see what what happens. And and I'll tell. This is something that I tell uh, people a lot too, uh, and I don't know that. Anybody that hears the podcast will be people that are former members or members or attendees. But I tell people all the time, you can always come home. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's right. Is home. That's Mm -hmm. it is. And I, you know, and 
even the ones who who came and gone i mean if they if they put a 20 dollars bill and offer plaques on that again i go back to that pecan story we're still benefiting today from that mm -hmm. from from what they did mm -hmm. you know, you know right. 60 years ago 50 years ago but and that's kind of like you know what brad has said yeah. like what are we going to look like 10 years that's from right. now 10 years from now i'll be pretty old <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, I might not be around right. to see what and all of us who, like, whose kids have grown up through that's here. That's true of all of us, but, right. but still. But I I have the most likelihood of not seeing what might happen 10 years or 15 years down the road. But all we can do is just plant the seeds. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and know that, you know, because we know what we benefited from other people doing that same thing. And that's, there's a, there's a poem. I, I won't go into it. It's not, but the the gist of it is, what would you do if you were in a room where nobody saw, you know? So uh, you want to continue that legacy because you know who you're serving. Mm -hmm. right. You know that mm -hmm. God is God, and you have no idea what's going to happen in the future, what you've laid down, what will be built on, what will be torn down, yeah, right. whose name will be on the mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he'll be able to say, this is my church, this is my home. Yeah. That's right. I'm Carrie McWhorter. I grew up at Beulah. I have a lot of fond memories of the old church. Christmas plays, all-day singings, Aunt Mert bringing truckloads of kids to Bible school, and even visiting choirs coming to sing during revivals. I actually have a pretty vivid memory of attending a multi-night class on the Baptist Faith and Message 1963. I must have been about 10 years old, and I remember because I sat next to Uncle Judge and my cousin Charlene on the front row to the right in the old church building. I was saved when preacher Herschel Howard was our pastor, and I was baptized in the Tallapoosa River. My husband Owen and I were one of the first couples to get married in the new church building. Hi, I'm Owen. We came back to Beulah so our children, Avery and Stella, could go to church with kids they went to school with at Fruithurst. Avery thought that we came back to the church because it didn't have a playground, and he thought we were going to be playground missionaries. This is Mike and Christy. Five years ago, we were transplants from Georgia to Alabama looking for a church to call home. The first time we walked through the doors, we only knew one person, but the folks at Beulah were just real people who were kind and welcoming and helped us know that we had found where we belonged and could serve. Now we know and love all of our Beulah family. Hey, my name is Stephen Bentley, and I've been a part of Beulah Baptist Church my entire life. I got married in 1985, and my wife Darlene became a member, and we raised our child there. I've played the piano at Beulah since I was very young, and I've served in many different capacities at the church. Beulah's a great place, and I just can't imagine being anywhere else. <laughs>